How are you, Kate? Yeah, very good. Very good, Maddie. Um, it's looking like it's, well, it's been wet all week, isn't it? And then leading in for the weekend too. But, yeah, it's saying what we're going to cop that 6 to 20 millimetres today and hopefully it doesn't all come in one big blob because there seems pretty nice racing on the card today's program. Are you out there? Are you worried about getting soaked? No, I'm not out there. And also, I only really worry about getting soaked if I have to then be on camera for six hours. If not, who cares? No, exactly. If you've got frizzy no, hair or whatever. No, exactly. It is annoying, though, when you have to try and scrap yourself together on air. <laughs> when you're on, when we're at Wodonga Cup on um, yes. the other day and it rained for five hours, but it was still a fantastic program out there. What a wonderful day that it was. But we actually got a couple of SMSs from Wodonga saying how... Oh, Good the vibe was the sort of the um, hand in glove sort of relationship that you and the, the Sultan had on air about just how smoothly you worked in together. I think you've got a we have a very good pairing there when you, when you work with the Sultan. Oh, that's good to hear. He's always great to work. He he can seem a bit um you know he's a bit fancy because he's got a big social media following, doesn't he on on Twitter and everything like that. But he loves getting out to those country cups, and he's going to be heading along for Jericho too. So we're we're pretty pumped about that. So you're coming to the um, Jericho, aren't you? I'm coming to Jericho. It's oh. my first time. I cannot wait. I, you need to set the scene for me. I've watched it, obviously. I've covered it over the years, but I don't know why. I just It's mm. been going for, what, the five years, and I've never been able to get down there. And, and this year I am, and I, I cannot wait about it. I've just re-watched an interview that... Um, Ed Sadler did with Kieran Ma on Monday and obviously we know how well he's doing and we know he has a, a soft spot, of course, for Warnable, but he was just so bullish about it and just saying he's definitely going to be there. It's a race that he targets every year. They've won it twice, obviously, with Ablaze and then with Will John, um, but just saying that it's it's pretty similar. You train a horse for the Jericho like you train them for the Grand Annual and he is not going to miss it and he thinks it's going to get bigger and bigger every year as it should. I don't know what the ceiling is for it, but I hope it's it's mm. high. Uh, Billy Gibbons is going to join us. Actually, Kate, um, a little bit later on, mm. join me. And, and Louise White from Brisbane's got a runner. Sean Ritchie from New Zealand's got a runner. They're all going to join me in the next uh, 45 minutes. So if you want to immerse yourself in Jericho vibes, stay listening after we do our news. I and will, I will for sure. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the news, uh, what's yeah, top of the list? Happened. Tell us about Dom Sutton. Yeah, well, fantastic. A lot of people might know Dom. He'd ended up being an assistant trainer with Leon and Troy Corsons for the past few years. He's just a 28-year-old. He'd come out over from the UK when he was 19. He comes from a massive racing family. And he's actually decided now that he's going to go out on his own and get a trainer's licence in his own right. He's already got a few horses coming into the stable. He's going to be based at Pakenham under Sat Sutton Racing. He's got the green silks already with the light pink and the, the white cap. And I don't of a chat to him this week and he seems a really impressive young guy I, I dealt with him and he did a great job with the Corstens and he was also the one that you know traveled overseas with the astrologist and and things like that but he seems really determined you know he's come from a big racing family a lot of them had been in in national hunt and I think even his grandma and his aunt and everyone had been involved over back in the UK but he said even though his mum asked him every week, still after, you know, nearly a decade out in Australia, when are you coming home? He says this is Australia is the place if you're a young trainer to be able to set up the great prize money, but you do have to get those winners on the board. So he's hoping that his 
Runners come out, um, going to go into work in December. He's just wanting the small team to start with, but then he's got a few nice imports coming over from mm. uh, over from Europe. So hopefully he can, including uh, Halid Dubai is a really nice one that he got in the, the Tats Horses in training sale of late. So wish him all the best of luck. It's great to see these young trainers go out and go out on their own. Yeah, it's a big leap. So hopefully hopefully the, the pink and green will salute soon enough. And mm. Dom Sutton's actually joining the boys on the big V at about 11.45. So if you want to hear from Don, stay tuned. Uh, Joe Taylor, who's the backbone of the Waller operation in Melbourne, is no longer going to be that because she's on the move. I know. She's such a class act, isn't she? It's going to be so sad to see her gone. We've known for a little while that she was going to make the move, but the, the fact it's officially her last day, Tim Yateman's put a story up on the racing.com website, as you mentioned. She'd been the longtime Melbourne foreman for Chris Waller and... It's so sad that she's going after a decade. And some of the horses that she's worked with for Chris in that time, just think of it. Obviously, Winx, Nature Strip, Very Elegant, just to name a few. And she's destined for a new role over in Dubai, set to join Michael Costa's growing stable in the United Arab Emirates. So we wish her all the best. We're going to miss her a lot. And... Yeah, just to, to think of some of the horse flesh that she's been able to help from. And I think you summed it up perfectly, Maddie, when you said she's been the backbone down here in Victoria for the operation. So it's going to be very sad to see her go. Well, I'm going to start this with a disclaimer of drink responsibly, but she always struck me as someone I'd like to get drunk with. <laughs> she looks like she'd be so much fun, you know. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have heard she's a, she's a great, she's a fun time. She's a ripper. That opportunity but is past, select. Katie. She's not a, I don't think she's a, a often partier because obviously very busy. So I think when she makes her mark... Um... Uh, when she cuts loose. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that moment has passed. Um, now, back to the Jericho. The final field's out, and it is yeah. such an eclectic field, isn't it? They really have come from... There are, there are sort of qualifying races all over the country and all over across the ditch as well, and, and you see this eclectic group of horses and trainers and, uh, and owners too who are really keen to win this race. Oh, I can't wait to get into it. We had a New South Wales winner who came down and took it out in Bastida last year. So, as I mentioned, Mara and Eustace, they're going for three in, in five or six years. They've got Mr Fabulous for Willie McCarthy. I really quite like Field of Lights but to be ridden by Aaron Kuru, but Field of Lights is still just an emergency at, at number 17 on the order of entry and the 14 getting the final field. So, hoping Field of Lights can. There's some wonderful runners and I, I, there's so many different little parts of this, isn't it? Aaron Kuru is also booked, of course, for, for Sunday Buzz, for Simon Wilde, for the team too. But there's so many, as I mentioned, with the jockeys. Like, I love having the jumps jockeys who, who come back and mm. ride these horses. Tom Ryan just got married. He's on Morton's Fork. Another really good chance, as you mentioned, for Rebecca Bayless. So I'm so excited. Guido for Mitch Friedman. How many great horses are mm. really, really looking forward to it. And it seems a, a pretty strong field this year. It actually is. I mean, I know everyone thinks, oh, you know, slow coaches running laps of uh, the up and over track at, uh, at Warrnambool, but you, the ballot list is high. It's hard to get in. You need a horse yeah. that can uh, finish off a bit. And Mark Walker's oh. got a run of the top weight prismatic as well. Hey, uh, the VRMA, speaking of drunken occasions, the VRMA Awards were yesterday <laughs> and you hosted and the mail is uh, you did a magnificent job. And a special guest uh, was a young man called Sam Friedman who, who won over the, the uh, VRMA awards panel. 
Yes, he did. Well, he took out the personality of the year and it, it's voted on the person who's had the biggest year within the industry from participant perspective, but also who's probably quite helpful for the media to be able to deal with. And it was wonderful to be able to have Sam there. He just flown back from Dubai, taking the Melbourne Cup and the Caulfield Cup over for the shake to be able to, to go see. So he uh, literally just flown in that morning. But it was pretty chuffed to be able to get it, which was really nice. It's voted by the committee of the VRMA. They picked the top five and then the almost 100 members of the VRMA, they, they choose. And Sam was a, a residing winner to be able to get it. So it was wonderful to be able to speak to him. He's, he is so helpful with the media, isn't he? And it was so chuffed to be able to hear him. So he took out the personality of the year. And then Andrew Eddy with Racing.com, obviously had such a big career at the age too. He took out the prestigious Burt Wolf Award. So... It was wonderful to see some other big winners. Sam yeah. Doran, he also got a win, and Michael Manley. So it was fantastic to go. It was probably a bit more tame. You went there, so it was mm. a bit more sensible occasion, yeah, but yeah. a bit of fun. I did hear a group, it was at the wonderful Emerald that we love, but I did hear a group might have stuck around. Uh. I, left it about, I left it about quarter to four, four o'clock, and I heard a few um, yeah. stuck around for probably another... Eight hours. <laughs> they have a Greg Miles lunch too, which was on a couple of Mondays ago, and they, yeah, they, there's always I have vote, been to that. I yeah, missed it this year, but yeah. I have been to that. That's there's always good vote one. getters at the end of the night there. Usually Greg <laughs> himself, actually. He usually, you know, really represents himself well at his own lunch. <laughs> uh, hey, Ollie and Gay teaming up mm. again at the Death Knock. At the death knock. Well, that's a bad sounding word. That? That's a bad. Well, it just means at the eleven. At the eleven. At the, at, the, at the very end. At the very end of, of his career. No, that was a terrible word to use. Oh, just of his legendary career. Yeah, at the yeah, end of his legendary career. Well. No, it's wrong. It's sort of. It just sounds wrong. It's not wrong, but it sounds wrong. I hear what you say. So, Gay and Damien uh, having one last hango before Ollie hangs hangs it all up. Yeah, well, we know there's been a, a big retiring campaign and he's finished up in Victoria. Sadly, we're not going to see him again, but he's over in WA. And he is. He's going to ride Zooman in the, the Group 1 Northerly Stakes. That's going to be on December 9. He's going to finish up the week after on December 16. But this is last Group 1 ride to be able to combine with Gay and Adrian too. And he's also going to be riding Triple Missile in the Winterbottom for Lindsay Smith this weekend after returning from suspension. So... It's exciting. It's exciting to be able to have him come back. And Zuman comes in with a bit of form, finished second, last start in the Five Diamonds. So exciting to see on that occasion. Just got beaten late to the post. So a really good chance coming into it. And it would be really nice to be able to see if he can take out just the one more Group 1 to be able to go to the 130. And it goes without saying, because he's Ollie, but he rides Ascot beautifully. Like, you know how mm. everyone says how well he rides Caulfield? And he hadn't mm. ridden at Ascot a lot in recent years because he was over here, but he rides Ascot so... And it's a very nuanced track. So Ollie, Ollie and Willie Pike are, the two, are probably the two greatest Ascot jockeys of all time. Duke de Sessa. Yeah. Zipping Classic, um, a good addition to the zipping on Saturday. It'd be nice to see yet again if the KPIs stack up as this never-ending spring carnival in town continues, but it's uh, the fields look pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty impressed with this field. I'm looking forward to the Zipping Classic. It's wide open. Muramasa is going for four in a row this preparation after coming back from a wind-op and then also a gelding, just an incredible 
undefeated preparation so far is around the mark of a $4.50 favourite. And then it's wide open. You've got Vow and Declared, Deny Knowledge, as you mentioned. Duke DeCessa all around the mark at the $5, $6 mark. And uh, the Mar and Eustace team, they're pretty confident that he could come back get his first Australian win. He's still trying. He's been a, around the mark. Comes out of the Queen Elizabeth a placing when finishing third last start on that occasion. And just got held up a little bit. Uh, badly held up, probably, in a few vital stages. So they're happy that he can come through. He's not one as well that's not really going to mind a bit of the wet, whereas Muramasa's only one on a soft five uh, on debut um, for a maiden victory. But Duke Cessa has some nice soft and heavy track form. So depending on the track that we get, we know we've got continued rain through the week. He could really come to the fore. And two starts ago, finished probably midfield in a, in a Caulfield Cup. So not totally sure what we're going to see. But they're thinking his fitness is really good, hasn't had too much of a taxing spring. And he gets the, the magic man in the moment in Mark Zara and just going to ride him, probably roll forward. So be interesting to see. I'm not, I'm not too sure. Can the Muramasa train stop at this stage? It'd be incredible. It looks like a really good race, as you mentioned. All right. Yep, absolutely it does. And then uh, we go down to the Bull on Sunday. Good on you, Katie. Thanks for that. And looking forward to seeing you down at, uh, down at Warrnambool. Yeah, looking forward to it, Maddie. Thanks so much. Kate Watts there. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to go Jericho crazy. Bill Gibbons, the creator of the Jericho, joins us. Louise White is bringing one down from Brisbane. Sean Ritchie is bringing one across from the Dutch. The other side of the Dutch. And Luke Can is the CEO down at Warnable to set the scene for us as well to entice you down for the Jericho Cup on Sunday.